All right, this is uh, welcome to another edition of Sounding Off on Soccer. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer. Now with me, uh, we're going to go right to it. Where we have Dan Visser, uh, news uh, sporting uh, director of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. How does that sound, Dan? Uh, yeah, it sounds good. I'm uh, I'm excited to be in this role. Well, we're excited for you. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said if anybody's worked harder and been, you know, kind of stuck with it and been with this organization, uh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds uh, now, I guess you would say eight years, uh, it's, it's yep. you. Um, first year obviously came in with Dave uh, Brandt and uh, second year and then obviously Bob, you know, that we know, I think Mark Goodman on Pittsburgh Soccer Now wrote a really nice story about a year, about two years ago, um, titled right. The Many Faces of Dan Visser. And, and you did a lot of different things um, in your role as an assistant coach, just to kind of keep things afloat, keep, keep the, keep, keep everything running along uh, as an assistant coach. But um, um, yeah, just uh, what, what, from your perspective as now as an assistant, as a the sporting director, um, do you see your role with this organization now? Yeah. Um, no, I've definitely, I've definitely been here a while. I think that, uh, whatever I've put into the club, I think I've, I've gotten all that back as well. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, really happy to be here for, um, you know, the, the kind of next phase in my career. Um, you mentioned like kind of doing some different things as an assistant. Some of that was out of necessity, but I think a lot of that as well was out of just my own interest. And so, uh, Bob is always super focused on the kind of the next opponent, but after every year we have like a sit down conversation and just kind of assess where, you know, where things are, where we've been, where things are going, that kind of thing, kind of a yearly meeting. And, um, in, in several of those, um, you know, I'm like, I'd like to do more in terms of, you know, some of the non-coaching things. Um, and so that just started to get me involved in a bunch of different stuff. So I'm grateful to him for kind of allowing me to dip my toe in a bunch of different waters and, uh, and kind of gain some of those experiences to get to kind of your direct question of, of what, what this role is for me now. I think that it's, it's a few things. It's, um, what I've spent probably the last last few days really trying to do is to understand the, the academy better. Uh, basically, you know, I'll have oversight or, or, or a role in all the different soccer programs that we run, both on the academy side and on the pro side. And so, obviously, I'm, I'm super familiar with what's going on on the pro side. I, I've got an idea of what's going on on the academy side, but, but I've not been in the nitty-gritty uh, in the ways that, you know, our, our academy staff have been. And so, I've, I've been trying to play catch-up there. A lot of what I want to do kind of there and what what I've been tasked with is to really kind of to further the pathway to help get players from our academy into our first team. Um, we did it with, with Anders. We did it with Wyatt kind of uh, previously, although he wasn't really developed by our academy, but that was kind of a, almost a pilot program to see what that might look like. Uh, but Anders was a true, you know, Right. young player in our academy that developed all the way through. So it's to continue those efforts to work with the guys running the academy and to work with Bob because, um, you know, everybody's really got to be aligned uh, to make that happen. So that's that's one area. And then uh, one area, of course, and then, uh, you know, you – in terms of scouting, uh, in terms of player development and scouting, you know, Bob, it, it, a lot of times I would 
see open tryouts or I would see you in, in the off season and, you know, you'd be spending a lot of time, you know, new players or, or during the uh, preseason with all the trialists, like um, right. college scouting, all the colleges, like it, it's, it's definitely difficult for one, you know, Bob obviously has a vision, but you right. kind of, you kind of were involved in that and carrying it out. But, um, you know, how much of the, um, you know, that side of it, the player, um, procurement, recruitment, um, even retention, those type of things. Um, obviously, there's a big conversation. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place, but a big conversation. Okay, yeah. Obviously, a lot of the fans have this time of year is, you know, who's staying, all that. We can talk about that a little bit, too. But but uh, yeah, just in terms of that side of it, how much is right. it more of a partnership with Bob? How, how will that work? Yeah, I mean, Bob. For one, I have been super involved with it as an assistant, and I think that's something that, again, I'm grateful to Bob for for giving me more and more trust uh, over the years. Um, you know, and some of that is is his comfort level with me. Some of that's just my my own kind of maturing in in some of those processes. And um, you know, but certainly the last couple of years, I've been heavily involved with having lots of conversations with agents, lots of conversations with college coaches. Uh, you mentioned the combines, the invitational combines. Those have been a really big piece of of building out our team. Uh, I need to look at the exact number, but it was something like eight players. I think we took out of our combines last year that ended up, uh, you know, joining the team. And then I think if you look at previous combines, somebody like a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm even blanking on exactly who, but I can I, tell you one you just mentioned, Robbie Vincent. Well, that goes before your time, well, but. But that's an example, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, the combines are a big piece. Uh, I'll continue to be involved with that. Obviously, Rob Vincent is now like an additional he, – he's he's already kind of in the mix talking with coaches, and he's got his own um, contacts from um, his playing days, but then also just, uh, you know, contacts that he's continued to, to, uh, to foster. Um, I, in terms of exactly what that looks like, I think that's a little bit to be determined. Um, but – but building out a roster is something Bob's very good at, and Bob will continue to right. run point on that. You know, it's not something that uh, I, I think you get if you have kind of too many points, uh, then then things get messy. And so he'll continue to run point on that, and um, I'll continue to support it. And like I said, it's it's it was announced on Friday. Um, <laughs> I kind of really just got going with it on Monday. We had a, a front office retreat on Tuesday and Wednesday that took up a lot of time. Uh, and then really today, I, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally walking you through every day that I've been a sporting director. And right. Today was a lot about kind of the academy. So in terms of exactly what that looks like, my roles uh, in building out the first team, that's that's obviously going to continue to be a, a part of what I'm doing. Um, but I, I think like all of it, it's, it's all going to evolve. And, uh, you know, it's going to – I've got some pretty clear directives, some pretty top-level directives. And in terms of the building out, you know, through the academy and, and the youth program, you look around the USL championship and you see, you know, some te- some clubs, uh, you know, have uh, some really good young players and players that have come through their academies, uh, things like that. Um, how much of that is, you know, long term strategic planning in terms of the players in the Pittsburgh area? How much of that is? you know, t- going out and just seeing, you know, what type of players could 
could be brought in that are younger. You know, there, I'm sure there's there's some of that going on as well. But but really, what what I don't know in in terms of this position, what where do you see being? What are your you know first priorities um, in terms of right. of creating that pathway? Right. I, I think the answer, and again, like it's going to evolve. But my 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 early thoughts on that is it's got to be. It's got to be both. I think first and foremost, like, let's concentrate on the kids that are in our academy now. Like, what do we need to do to continue to develop them? Uh, and then those that those that are, do show promise, what do we do to to kind of clear that pathway for them and, and make sure that they're given the opportunities um, uh, to get better and, and to have exposure to the first team? That's something that we have done um, with players even 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 very young players just to give them kind of exposure and then last year we we ended up obviously bringing Anders in on a on a more full-time basis there was or I mean we did bring him on a full-time basis on an academy contract there were a couple other players in the academy that were training more regularly versus kind of just giving them a, a small sniff and giving it to more players so um just kind of just kind of clearing that pathway for the players that are in our academy and then yeah I think Look, it's it's going to make sense as well, I think, to bring players in from the outside, like an under, like a uh, like a Wyatt Borsow, um, who was coming out of the Chicago area. But in terms of exactly what that looks like, uh, kind of in a lot of ways, day one on the job, I, that's that's to be determined, and that's really what this position. There's there's not a. Uh, kind of a playbook, or, or I'm not replacing anybody uh, directly. Right. Jason Cutney was in this role previously, but that you know it's it's that vacant for a little bit, and and obviously the USL has continued to evolve and continue to change. So, um, you know, like I said, I've got some kind of top end uh, objectives, and then building all that out exactly is going to be that that's going to be the job. Yeah, and so when you first came to Pittsburgh in 2016, uh, that. Any, I mean, there, you know, the academy was there. There was different pieces in place, but you know, it, it, this is where I think organizationally, where the team probably uh, a really good next step. But it, when you first came here, obviously, this is like leaps and bounds from you know where where the organization sure. was when you first came here. I mean, maybe describe that that what it was like uh, a different climate, a different USL championship. Uh, it was still the third division too. I mean, so in terms of trying to build it, um, you know, a a club, a franchise that has deeper, um, you know, just that more depth um, uh, in terms of player pool, things like that, and the area, and even the growth in the Pittsburgh area as far as the player. Um, the right, the, I think we're seeing a number of players. Uh, you know, right now, uh, Tanner Rossborough over at New York Red Bulls. You know, there's other Tanner Rossboroughs in and around the Pittsburgh area, I think. And, and I think is that something that you're really looking into? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, again, like, need to figure it out. But, like, I look at it like the best players in Pittsburgh should play for us. I, I don't know what that means exactly, but, like, players that, that, that have professional aspirations in in Pittsburgh and, and Western Pennsylvania in general, like let's let's get them involved with with our group because we've got we've got a we've got the pro team and we've got a clear pathway for that. Um, you know, you mentioned just the growth of our organization since I arrived. 
seven and a half years ago. I've been a part of eight seasons. Uh, it, it is drastically different. You know, I think that Bob came in and really established the club as, as a winner on the field. Um, I think that, you know, and I'll, I'll go, I'll go even further than that to say that it's, it begins with an owner in Tuffy Schallenberger who, right. um, through hard times and good times, like he's, he's remained super invested. He cares. He wants to see the club succeed. He wants to bring a, a championship to Pittsburgh. You can feel that. Um, and so, you know, it starts with him. Obviously, Bob made us very much a, a, a relevant team each and every year um, uh, to, to be at the top of the table and to compete for a championship. And then I think, you know, on, on the front office side, um, Vic previously and then now Jeff, I think, really started to, in my opinion, Vic kind of started that train. He was here for such a short while and there was, right. there was COVID, so okay. But then Jeff has has, you know, absolutely just grabbed the reins. And uh, I got to spend the last two days at a front office retreat, which, you know, I'm now kind of in between the front office and the team side. And, and so it was really good to experience some of those things. I, I won't be directly involved in a lot of the, the conversations uh, moving forward in terms of ticketing and sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. But it was just two days of, of hyper-focused talk on all of that. And, like, getting to kind of experience that a little bit, I'm like, it's not an accident that we had the success in terms of attendance and in terms of things like that this year. Like I, I give Jeff a lot of credit for creating uh, an organizational structure because there's certainly other people um, working on the front office side that are doing a great job. But I think, you know, leadership kind of ties it all together and, and, and gives it purpose and, and creates a vision and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, I did a, a small interview internally earlier today, and it was like it, I just—I really believe there's never been a better time to be both a member of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds at any level, academy, pro, front office, whatever. Um, but it's also never been a better time to be a, a Pittsburgh Riverhounds fan. Absolutely, uh, I think that you—you and the fact that the Pittsburgh Riverhounds have an appointed sporting director now, I think it also shows next steps. Um, that are key towards growth and development. And, you know, in terms of the, uh, I guess my next question would be like uh, regarding um, the Montour facility and how that, you know, also is a huge next step. It was a, it was a year ago, uh, this week, I believe, or, or this, this month, that, you know, Tuffy made a very emotional speech um, that day uh, when you broke ground officially um, opening up the facility and the ceremony and the impact, even in a year, you know, operating the pro team and seeing what the, the academy and, and how much does a facility like that really help with building out um, what you want to do, what you'll want to do, especially. Right. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's it's incredible. I, I obviously, with the, the first team, I've gotten to travel around the country and, and visit other venues um most times a lot of times we're getting to practice the day before out there and so you see some of the different practice facilities those organizations have and like we're so fortunate to have this there's just not a lot of teams in our league that have what we have here in terms of facilities and um i i think there's the very real 
just practicality of having an indoor field, especially in a city like Pittsburgh, so we can, you know, we can get indoors during the winter. Um, the, the the practicality of having the fields here for the academy, um, where, you know, there's plans to continue to build outfields as well, and, and it'll be on us to continue to fill them. And, and I think we're we're definitely trending in that direction. So there's there's those practical things, but then there's also just, you know, what is it? What is the effect of players coming into that environment and and seeing those facilities and having access to the Allegheny Health uh, Sports Medicine kind of uh, weight room area like you just feel like you're cared for Um, you feel like you're a big club and I think those things go a long way as well just towards the psyche of the the group and the psyche of the individuals making it up plus I I do think that that stuff gets around and like Mm -hmm. um, players talk and agents talk and all this kind of stuff and, and to be able to have that as a selling point uh, when we are trying to bring new players in, I think it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're one year into it, as you mentioned, and so I don't know that we've fully seen the impact yet, but I, I do think that it's, it's massive. So when, when obviously in the offseason, everybody's working behind the scenes, but once, once the pro season starts, the academies are obviously running year-round. Um, what what does a typical day in the office look like for for you and as a sporting director? I, like you said, you've only you've shared like four days, and you really haven't had a chance right. to to to. But what what do you envision that uh, being? Right. Yeah, I, I think that. And again, this is all just it, it's going to be the, the the job. There's not a there's not a formula to, to kind of model after, and so a part of the job it's not just to do the job, but it's to create the job. And so, you know, I'm I'm looking at it now like, what does that look like? I, I'm going to need to stay, I think, super in tune with all that's going on with the first team and and you know the players, and I'm 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 excited to you know watch the games um, from you know a, a little <laughs> bit of a different angle, but yeah. but. but get out to some trainings and just have an idea of what's going on there. Um, I think that, you know, and, and Bob and I haven't even really honestly sat down a ton and like talked about some different ideas of things that, that with me freed up to do different things from a, from a scoutman recruiting standpoint, but like we may be able to do a little bit more of just kind of advanced scouting in season that maybe he and he and myself as an assistant, didn't do as much of because it's always about it's a, you know not that you're not looking at the bigger picture but there's there's so much time and focus that needs to go on to that next game and I can kind of live outside of that now um, you know there's going to be the academy component where I'm going to need to have a really I'm, I'm going to need to know like all of what's going on in terms of of our best players there and so it's going to be seeing some of those games seeing some of that film if it's not you know, local to Pittsburgh, or if I'm not, you know, potentially I could travel somewhere or whatever. But, uh, but just really kind of knowing those guys really well, and, and and speaking with the coaching staff that are coaching those teams. Um, yeah, I, and then just generally uh, supporting the academy in terms of of their objectives to continue to grow both the RDA programming, but then also some of the the peripheral programs or tangential programs, meaning like our, our grassroots and technical training academy and camps and, and all this type of stuff, which I think all that type of stuff, it obviously helps the bottom line, but it also just, it, it creates kind of a groundswell of players and, and interested players that can then feed into the academy teams at the, 
you know, the, the regional and ECNL levels. Yeah. And Dan, you have a bachelor's degrees in math and economics, and then you have a, a master's in business administration. So in terms of taking on an administ- kind of a uh, administrative role per se, uh, but also right. having an understanding of the economics of the, the second division soccer and, um, you know, understanding of, as you said, appreciation for Tuffy and what he's brought to the table. Um, again, again, coming from all the, the eight years that you've been with the organization, I mean, uh, I know you can't give too many details, but you know, in terms of where the organization is, and I don't even know if you have the complete would have this answer anyway. But in terms of the uh, fiscal health of the organization, um, you know, it, it it has to be in much better position now, and especially you know after this past year with so much success in terms of being at the gate and potential right. revenues for Montour, but but in something like that to be able to allow you do your job and Bob do his job in terms of player recruitment and procurement and developing the best players, all that kind of stuff. But um, just right. what's your general sense on that um, with this organization? As you said, the organization's in the in best place it's ever been. Right. No, I think, I think that to say that the organization's in the best place it's ever been, I think that's, that's in probably all facets. Uh, and certainly the financial piece is, is a part of that in terms of just the financial health. I, you know, it's, uh, there's still room to grow, right? And there's still room for improvement. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's part of my job in this role is, is to find new avenues to continue to push the club forward. Um, but it's, you know, it's, I think, I think in, in my little clip in the, the press release, I, I said something about, Tuffy's investment in this position is is us. It's him. It's, it's us as an organization, kind of doubling down on our success. Where you know we've we've this success that we've enjoyed over the last couple of years, we've done without this position. Um, but like, let's not let's not rest on what we've done. Let's continue to push forward while you know, kind of strike while the iron's hot type of an idea. And so, um, yeah, I think things are healthy, but uh, but there's room to grow. Absolutely. So I'm sure the question a lot of people are, you know, wondering, uh, I'm sure it's still work in progress, but, you know, building for next year, uh, Bob, uh, with, you know, your support and the coaching staff, uh, you know, building out next year's roster, um, you've obviously, to a lot of the players that are uh, finishing up two-year deals, as far as I know, um, you know, will be will have expired contracts. And so I'm sure all of that will get sorted out. But um what is the, the the club's focus heading into next year? I I know Bob said at his last press conference after the lo- the la- the playoff game that you know he really envisions bringing a lot of people back to this roster from from last year. So, what do you what's your sort of takeaway or what can you share along those lines at this point? Sure. Yeah, I think you look at the success that we had last year. If we had the opportunity to just like run it back and bring everybody back and, and all this kind of stuff, I think we would. And, and that goes down to to the last man um, because guys, you know, guys outside of the 18, I think there's there's fine margins from those guys not even just contributing but, but yeah. starting. And I think everybody mm-hmm. started this year. And so it was – there was a lot of guys that, that maybe didn't feature as heavily in the games that um, – that could have, and that were ready if they they were needed. We remained very healthy, 
um, which is what you want to do, and that's the objective. But just even just some of the, the, the consistency with players available, there were some less opportunities. You pick up a few injuries, and, and we'd have been ready for that, and that's a credit to those guys, to the, to the group as a whole. Um, in terms of, like, the specifics, it's, it's very much a work in progress. Like, uh, Bob is spending just tons of time on the phone right now with, with agents, and, and that's, that begins with our current, you know, group of guys that are out of contract. Obviously, it starts with looking at the guys that we have options on and just making those decisions. Um, and then it's, it's looking at the guys that are out of contract and, and, and trying to re-sign some of those guys. And obviously, with our success, then there's, there's, there's different teams out there that, uh, that are interested as well. And so, um, it's just an ongoing process. It's something that, uh, that, like I said, it's a, it's a focus of the immediate is to see what guys we can bring back. And then, and then we start to move our attention to the free agent market, um, uh, to see if, you know, maybe there's some early signings there. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's, it's an ongoing process. Absolutely. And I know, especially this time of year, it's tough to get answers. Uh, but I always tell the fans, you know, just kind of they got to do their job and, and, and ride it out. And um, um, that's kind of what it is. But we would anticipate around December 1st, at least the, the contract option uh, people uh, announcements, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the deadline we have. I don't know. When, right. If it comes when, out. Right. When the exact announcement will come out. But right. um but yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you know, obviously, Dan, uh, you know, the, the number of pl- honors from this past year, I, I don't didn't really get a chance to talk to you, but I mean, you, about this directly, but I'm sure there's, there was great disappointment in the way the playoff, you know, scenario worked. But um, again, just to see what, what happened in the USL championship to, you know, Charleston uh, hosting Phoenix and Phoenix having come in with, you know, five, match winless streak at the end of the season but yet you know found a way to get hot i mean the playoffs are really really are a crapshoot sometimes i mean it's just and and so i personally think that the 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 fact that the player shield accomplishment i think should never go on on under the radar i think that is a tremendous accomplishment um so what's the overall feeling about that and then what the playoffs you know what maybe can be done uh, moving forward in terms of playoff success. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thanks for saying that. I, I do think that internally, like we, we take a lot of pride in that player shield, both. I, I think it's, it's two things. One, the player shield, um, just in it, in and of itself is, is a massive accomplishment. And then obviously we get the golden boot winner, the, the MVP defender of the year, uh, the coach of the year, <laughs> Kenny gets second team all league. Like it's, it's a bit of a, you know, a, a ridiculous set of awards and, and accolades there. Um, and yet, uh, there's kind of this massive disappointment for, I, I think we'd have been disappointed to go out in any round, um, right. short of winning a championship, but certainly to go out in the first round, it's, it's, it's extremely disappointing. And there's no other way to put that. I think that, you know, if you look at the structure of soccer in, say, England, right, there is no playoffs. And so the, the player shield is the champion. Right. Um, and so I think in soccer, you can maybe appreciate that a little bit more versus just being the best team in baseball. Like, there's no real award for that. It's all about the playoffs. But I think we also understand that, like, 
we're in the USL Championship. It is an American market. This is the way our league is set up. And so the championship is 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 a massive, massive goal uh, and kind of is the goal, right? So um, despite how, how successful our season was in many ways, again, it's, it's disappointing that it ended in the way that it did. I think that upsets happen all the time. It's why we love watching March Madness. Right, like, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. the, the the you know your the two seed upsetting the fifteen seed and and the brackets getting busted and all this kind of stuff. It's a bit of why we love sport. It's a lot less fun, let me tell you, when you're when you're the team getting upset. So, um, I I don't know. I don't have an answer for like what we can do better. I I think that what I started to say before that the player shield in and of itself is 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 a feat and an accomplishment. The Players' Shield, though, also I think is the team that has set itself up the best for playoff success because you get you get home games and you get to play the eighth seed and right. So there's advantages um, in terms of going for a championship throughout the playoffs. Um, what more can we do? Like I don't totally have an answer to that one. Um, it's yeah, like you mentioned a crapshoot. I, I don't want to. I don't want right. to call it that because I, I it leaves too little control, um, and maybe I need to think harder about it, and and, mm-hmm. and we need to continue thinking harder about it. But uh, that's yeah. that's probably the best. Yeah, that's probably you know what there has to be a formula, right? Where Louisville had this success uh, in it at that point for many years, and uh, you know things like that. Yeah, so maybe and I've been a yeah. part of that mm-hmm. as, a, as a player at Messiah, mm-hmm. like at yeah. Messiah. And and this is Division Three men's soccer, so okay. But but it was the first national championship came in 2000, and then the second one came in 2002. I joined the team in 2004, and we won in 04, and we won in 05, and we won in 06. We did not win my senior year. We went out in the national semifinals, and then the team comes back and they win in 08 and 09 and 10. Like I don't think that we had the best team every year, um, and I know there were seasons where. We definitely had luck on our side. So how much does luck play into it? Well, at some point, if the same team keeps getting lucky, maybe it's not luck. So the the Messiah team this year was ranked number one in the country, um, was very, very, very good, and they lost. They exited in the second round. Somehow, somehow, whatever that formula was that those Messiah teams had previously, they don't have now. Is it a toughness? Is it a grid? I I don't know. Right. But like, what is Louis like? What Louisville didn't have a good season, right? Throughout the regular season, certainly not by their standards. But then they do continue to advance, and you know, I I, I don't know what to make of all that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, um, obviously, you know. You, you just keep plugging away and eventually, you know, I'm sure that's kind of what happened with Phoenix, I guess. You know, they had a lot of success. They've won player shields. They, they, they finally paid off. But um, all right. Well, I, you mentioned Rob Vincent. Uh, so I guess I before I let you go, um, that was obviously news is that um, he's joining the, the pro staff. That's correct. Right. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. So obviously the work, the move was to you're going to be off the field and he's going to be back on the field uh, as an assistant coach. Obviously he's been doing it uh, at the academy level. Um, Just, I don't know if you have a a quick word uh, about Robbie and and what he brings to the table. Yeah. I mean, Rob is, I think a very good coach. I think that 
right away, pretty early on when, when, you know, I was going to be making this move and there was going to be a vacancy at the assistant coach role, like Bob, myself, John Bush, who's worked with Robbie uh, a good bit on kind of his academy responsibilities. There was, there was very little discussion as to like who we should contact or, or connect with about, about, you know, taking over my role. It was, it was unanimous. And like I said, it was Mm. a super short conversation because I think it was a pretty obvious choice. I think that Rob has, uh, been very ambitious. He's pursued his A license. When he did that, he needed to work with a senior team. He actually came and worked with the, you know, to Bob's credit, gave Rob the opportunity to work with our pro team um, for a couple of the, the sessions he had to run for his A license. Um, he's a guy that I can remember. So I, I was running like our private and small group training uh, kind of a while back, and Rob was getting ready to run a session with like four boys, and it's it's uh you know it's it's something that obviously matters, but it's it's not it's it's not this big glamorous session, but Rob is sitting mm-hmm. kind of against the wall, like reviewing his notes for what he's going to do. Like he's one, he's planned Two, He's, he's spending the time to like rehearse it a little bit. Yeah. It's just the care that he shows uh, to kind of his craft and coaching. And obviously he was a super accomplished player here. Um, went on to, to play for DC United and MLS uh, career cut a bit short because of some, some injuries. Um, but I think that, the pro team and we as an organization are super lucky to have him on the sidelines uh, of the pro team. Has he still, uh, you know, from time to time can, can knock one from far out or uh, has he done that in, in, in trainings or is some when you've seen him on the You'll field? You'll have to talk to the Tartan Devils about that because I know <laughs> he's playing with them. And I know, yeah. I think he's continuing to, to, to do some stuff. So I've yeah. not played with him in, in quite a while, but mm-hmm. – uh, I think uh, I, I don't think that goes away super quickly. His ability to hit a ball, right? Well, I think it'll be a, a really great addition to the club. I, I don't want to keep you any longer. I really appreciate your time and, and your patience as we get when we get we're getting started up with the with this. Uh, but uh, Dan, as always, I, I appreciate uh, all you do to to contribute to the growth of the game in our, the Pittsburgh area. I think it's been great uh, to, to see you grow um, in the past eight years uh, with the club. Thanks, John. And I appreciate your coverage, not just of us, but of, uh, you know, all soccer in the, the local area. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I'm sure, a little bit of a thankless job at times, but uh, but it doesn't go unnoticed. Well, I appreciate that. And, yeah, it's uh, it. We're busy weekend ahead, so yeah, that's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah, I love it. Very good. All right, All thanks, right, Dan. Take your time. Thanks. All right, have a good night. Bye. All right, bye.